Welcome to the first mini solo podcast episode of the Trail Running Women podcast. So if you've been here for a while, you know that in general, we like to interview people about their stories as runners. We've had a handful of men, but generally we chat with different women across the world who are pro runners or moms of one, two, three, eight, or working professionals, just busy people in general who are taking on these big audacious goals and how they're fitting it all in and getting it done and how reaching these goals, even if it's DFL or DNF or DNS, affects the rest of their life. But I really want to have more. And it's really hard to set up interviews and keep it consistent. So I thought because the interviews are bi-weekly, we might add mini episodes where I just talk about different topics. And these might not be every other week, but pretty close, at least once a, once a month. Because I do get a lot of people reaching out asking for solo episodes about races or training. And when I speak to Tori in Trail Tips, we have a time to catch up. But I don't really get to talk about those things as often. So there's these big gaps between them, if that makes any sense. So these might be five minutes long, they might be 20 minutes long, but it'll just kind of be the topic of the week. So today's first topic is running in the heat. Okay, we are all getting heat waves these days. I mean, not all of us. If you're listening to somewhere where it's not super hot, well done. You chose a good place to live. I have had so many people reach out and tell me about the impossible heat that they are running in, the humidity that they're running in, and then Katie, who makes an appearance on this show all of the time, is over in the UK, and she was there for the beginning of their crazy heat wave. I think it got to 40 for the first time ever. So how do you deal with it as runners? I'm finding mixed reviews on my research. So this is not scientific-based. This is experience what I've heard, what I've been told, and the conclusions I have come to and things coaches have told me. So please do not quote this as some sort of scientific researched study. It is all personal experience, but maybe there'll be some tips that you can take that have really helped. I generally am good in the heat. It doesn't bother me. Other people dread it so much that... They absolutely cannot choose races that are going to be in the heat of the summer in a hot location. So I had been told before, and I did read, that it can just be a natural preference. Some people just don't respond as poorly as other people do. My husband and I are a great example. I love a hot day. I just get into this place where my skin feels cold, and my muscles all feel like they move well, and I just kind of go along. That doesn't mean that I don't have to be careful not to overheat, but I definitely feel good. Now, that has got me in trouble once. Last year, we did the Sunshine Coast Trail. Not the Sunshine Coast Trail. We did a trail on the Sunshine Coast, and I took for granted. It was the first time it was going to be about 38 degrees Celsius. Hold on. Should we know what this is for our American listeners? I'm going to say somewhere around 90. Um, I will check that after. Very, very hot. Very, very hot. And I just wasn't super paying attention because I was like, I love heat. And we were out there for eight hours in the heat of the day. And I definitely just got to a place where I didn't feel well. And I knew that night that I had gotten too hot um, because I sort of felt nauseous and then just fell asleep really, really early. So 
and I, and I felt like terrible all day on that run. So even if you feel good in it, it's important to take some of these steps to try to deal with the heat. Other people don't feel, feel good in the heat, I guess. That's the other part of it. Uh, Katie and Andy are one of them where they, they just get so uncomfortable that they just can't do it. I, I can't really speak to it because I don't know what that's like. I would rather be boiling hot than boiling cold, than boiling cold, than freezing cold. So, I mean, they're all obvious things, but I'm going to do a longer solo episode later with all my tips. And this is my main one. For some reason, even the obvious things are hard to remember sometimes. So you kind of have to make a list and remind yourself like when it gets hot, that these are how you're going to deal with it. Okay. First and foremost, try not to run in the heat of the day. I know that's obvious and that doesn't really help you in a race, but if you are somewhere where the humidity is high, like South US, just try to get up super early and get out before the sun gets crazy. If that means that you have to split a long run, is it perfect? No. But is it bad? Also no. So if you have 20 miles and you have to do 10 miles at 5.30 a.m. and 10 miles at 8 p.m. to not totally suffer and destroy yourself in the heat do it. Yeah, that is terrible for (laughs) scheduling, especially if that's a Saturday to get up and get out twice. But part of the idea of a long run is running on really tired legs and knowing that you can continue going. And will the fitness be exactly as running a long run? No, but it's a hell of a lot better than not doing your long run because it's too hot, right? It's the same idea as splitting up a back-to-back run on a Saturday and Sunday to get an overall weekend. So, I mean, other coaches might have different reviews on that, but I think if you have to split it up and it means that you can get the miles in and not suffer heat consequences, I'm all for it. Let's do it. Number two, you want to cool the body from the inside and the out. So that seems obvious, but it's super important. So if you're making routes for your long runs and you can find any body of water where you know you can dip your face and your head or your hat or a buff in it, do it. Get yourself cold from the outside in. If you can do loops around your car and have a cooler of ice, that's really, really helpful. And you can put ice in places that will cool your whole body down. So put the ice down your shorts, put the ice in your bra, put the ice under your hat. All of those things will really help in your armpits, places that are like major kind of sources for your body temperature regulation. Once you can cool down on the inside from the outside, I think that helps you stay comfortable longer. One thing that really helps me is ice in my mouth and just letting it melt slowly. So if I put an ice cube on the roof of my mouth, my whole body will cool down. So With that, you also kind of want to know what the signs and symptoms of too much heat for you are. So I don't feel hot where I'm like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I wish I was colder right now. I get dizzy. And so that's important for me to know because my skin, like I said, like it just gets cold. I can't really explain it. But so I won't be like, oh, I'm hot. Like I won't know, but I will know that I'm dizzy um, and that I need to then cool myself off. And these things kind of work instantly. It's also hard to eat in the heat. So try to break up your food into little bits at a time um, and start early and continue to take little bites. Because again, if you're really hot, you might not feel great. And if you can't eat, you're going to be totally in a loop. Eating also digestion warms your stomach. There's a thermal effect to thermogenic effect to food. So please make sure that you are finding ways, even if it means liquid calories. 
Check how much you're drinking per hour. Measure it one time. If you're only drinking half a liter per hour, like that's not enough. You want to be probably closer to a liter an hour. Definitely, definitely check how much water you are drinking and increase if you can. Electrolytes and salt tabs. Start the salt tabs early. Those make a huge difference. Um, Again, this is experience for me, but if I take a noon tablet, for example, and a salt tab every half an hour, it is like my brain is clear, my mind is clear, and my body feels amazing. So it's not, oh, I'm cramping, I'm going to take a salt tab. Start before it happens. Be prepared for these things to happen early. Your feet. So your feet might get really, really hot and uncomfortable. And if you get them wet, then you're dealing with blisters. So I like toe socks. Um, Any brand that works for you. But toe socks really help because then I can get my feet wet and then they moisture wick away and I don't get the same blisters. So that's been really helpful for me. Careful with the sun because I have had a lot of skin cancer removed and moles removed and now I'm looking at different SPF shirts um, because if you're out there all day sunscreen isn't going to be enough it's going to wash away you're not going to be able to reply enough so a hat and a white really 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 light long sleeve SPF is highly recommended Jamie Sadik has one um, that my mom just got actually because she's got the same skin as me so that's my other suggestion is things to shield yourself those might be the main those might be the main things cooling outside cooling inside a hat sunglasses ice aid stations split up your run oh lastly if you have an a race that you really want to do and it is in a warmer climate than where you live you can acclimatize again not full research but i have been told two or three weeks can really help so you can start training a little bit in the heat and get used to how your body's going to respond and start to feel a little bit better in the heat. So we've all had that first really hot day when it hasn't been hot in a while and it's exponentially harder. If you can't travel to the place where your race is, try the sauna. So go into the sauna and when you get to that edge, see if you can breathe through it or drink cold water and just get used to that feeling. A dry sauna I like, it's really good for you anyways. Or throw on a sweater and go for a run if it is not as warm and just see how you can deal with overheating and what tools work best for you. So practice these situations before you get into a race. I hope that helps. If you have any other tips on heat that you want me to add into a next episode, please find me on Instagram at hillsport55. I, on a personal note, it is Thursday. I have Buck and Hell this Saturday. I'm really excited. It is crazy amount of climbing. I think there's 2,500 meters, which is going to be about 7,500 feet of climbing. Over 50K is a lot. It starts at the top of the mountain at a ski resort, and you run all the way down, and then you run all the way up. So for someone like me, who's not great on downhills, that's really good, because I'll just get to how keep a a good pacing pace on the way down and then hopefully crush the uphills catch a few people and do okay so I've had three races this year one of them was the BMO marathon the other was a 30k road and then the other was an 18k trail race two of those I had COVID for Um, one of them I thought that I didn't maybe have it or I was just getting over it so I thought I didn't have it anymore and I really couldn't breathe and I had to drop out halfway And then the other one, I didn't know I was getting it. I thought I just had stomach nerves because I just 
it was only in my stomach. And I was like, oh, I don't really feel like eating breakfast. That's weird, but I'm probably just nervous. I haven't done a trail race for a long time and it was going to be a pretty competitive race. And halfway through, I was like, this is absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I feel terrible and really thought I just wasn't recovered from the marathon yet. And then by that night, I was in bed, couldn't move, still didn't know what was going on. And then the next morning I thought I was going to throw up and I just was like, maybe I'll take a test just to see. And it turned out it was COVID and it was so bananas because I had no head cold symptoms at all it, and no breathing symptoms. I just felt so tired and nauseous and like I was going to puke and actually like I had a concussion. So I ended up in bed for about two weeks feeling like I had migraines and just tired and sleeping all day and a fever, which is how it presented in my kiddo too. Um, and my husband, so it wasn't hard to isolate because we literally couldn't move. And that was May 28th. So then we've had a good training block up until this 50, but I haven't uh, I haven't raced a 50 in many, many years, so I don't totally remember how that's going to feel, um, which will be fun. I'm pretty excited. It will be a good day. And then, um, then it's my anniversary baseball tournament, which I'm also very excited for. So maybe on the next mini solo episode I will talk about how the race went but that is the tips for staying cool in the super hot weather thank you guys for listening if you want to leave a five-star rating and review that's super helpful definitely reach out with guest ideas mini episode topic ideas and as always thank you so much you guys are absolutely the best